Good, good afternoon. I keep wanting, keep wanting to do the good morning. <laughs> it's good afternoon. For those of you um, west of me, though, it's uh, good morning also still. So uh, glad to be here. Pat Zemer with MagnaWave for our weekly office hours program that we bring to you uh, to answer any questions that you may have. Questions about machines, questions about PEMF, training, uh, treatment protocols, uh, anything that you want to talk about with regards to PEMF, we're here to help answer those questions for you. So if you'd like to uh, talk to me, you can uh, send me a text. I'll put that number up in just a moment. If you would be so kind, please share this broadcast with your friends. That way they may be able to participate and uh, with us and ask questions as well or have a conversation. Again, if you'd like to talk with me, send a text to 502-599-9722 and I will phone you back and we can have a conversation about whatever it is that you'd like to know more about with regard to P. EMF or MagnaWave. So that's what this is all about. And we're glad to uh, be here and to do that. I do have a question that came in uh, the other day about someone that had a session on a person with neck pain, it extended down into their shoulder and the arm. They concentrated on the areas of pain and a medium setting. And they said that the, the client drank a lot of water the rest of the day, felt so much better. Then the next day, uh, it came back uh, worse, they said, than before, even to the point of nausea. And uh, the client wants to come back and be treated again. Any suggestions? Well, the suggestion is to treat. Uh, if they got a good response and they were happy with what happened, then you just want to continue. You know, we always say treat as long as function continues to improve and then as often as necessary to maintain the function that you've uh, achieved and, and uh, been able to help. So why someone the next day doesn't mean that you got everything. Maybe there's obviously still something there that could aggravate them to the point of nausea. So you just want to want to stay with that. Now, with that said, if you treat a client like that today, they feel good today and then they're worse tomorrow and they come back and you treat them and the same thing happens again and you come back and you treat them and the same thing happens again that they feel good for a period of time and then not as good, then there's a point that they need to certainly consider seeing their doctor, their chiropractor, or something like that. I always say that you're going to get a response and you typically ought to continue uh, that response. Perhaps in this case, if you have someone like that, you could treat them in the morning and then come back, treat them later in the day to maybe get a longer result before the, uh, the pain reoccurs. Uh, Whatever, for whatever reason is it's being caused. So that's the only thing you want to consider. Uh, if you treated them and, they, and the same problem persisted every time, then there's something to, uh, as I said, talk to the doctor about. Okay, let's see. I do believe I had a call a little earlier, a uh, text a little earlier. Let's see if we can bring that up. We'll give uh, Chloe a call and uh, have a conversation. Let's see what question Chloe may have. Good morning, Chloe. Pat Zemer calling. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You had a Very question. Good. Yes, I did. Um, uh, how do I explain it? Hello? Yes, I'm here. Sorry, it kind of cut out right there oh, for a second. Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, um, I have this friend with a horse, and he's got uh, blood cloth in his deep flexor tendon uh-huh um 
And I was wondering, can I magnawave that? And if so, like how long, how high, stuff like that. Well, you do, the first thing you want to do if it's a blood clot is to, uh, to have the client or, you, or talk to the veterinarian to see yeah. if this is a clot that they're worried about moving. Uh, if you want to treat it and hopefully have it dissipate, if the veterinarian would think that would be a possibility, that would certainly be uh, within the realm to, to have that type of conversation. If it's a clot that's been there and, they, and it's going to stay there, which in sometimes is the case, but it's causing irritation and you want to treat around it, I would treat moderately, uh, five to 10 minutes uh, per session and to treat it and around it to help relieve the pain. But again, you need to confer with the veterinarian to make sure that there's not some worry that it could throw the clot and then cause another problem. Okay. All right. Does I will that, have him ask. Yeah. I think they go, yes, I will have him ask. Uh-huh. And then just do it for like, 10 minutes a day? Minutes, uh, 10 minutes on a moderate setting. You could do it a day, uh, each day, until you get the, the relief that you want or until everybody's uh, content with what's going on. But again, okay. before you do that, be sure to check with the veterinarian. Okay, I will do that. Okay, anything else? I think that's good. Okay. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Thank mm -hmm. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Great question, uh, dealing with blood clots. And, you, and again, that's just something that you don't mess around with, whether it's an, an animal or a person. You want to make sure that, that everything is safe and what you're doing is, is accepted and understood by the doctor and, and the uh, client, the person that you're dealing with with regard to their animals. So a uh, great question, though, and I hope that was uh, helpful. If you have any other questions, uh, just uh, give me a shout. Let me check in the uh, comment box here. There are several comments. Sandy's with us. Maureen's with us. Good morning. Bridget's with us this morning. Uh, Lori's with, Lori is with us. Can the nausea be because of the better metabolism due perhaps to the medication that's in their system? I found that to happen. Let me see. I lost it. I found that to happen a few with a few back clients. Mm, that's a good question. I mean, could the nausea be a result of the medication? Um, I suppose sometimes the best thing to do, because you understand uh, we're going to improve the metabolism. So what we like to do, uh, unless the doc says, I want to improve the metabolism of this particular medication, uh, what you typically would do is administer the, the medication, the person or the animal would take the medication, give it some time for the medication to be absorbed and to metabolize into the body and then treat. And the same thing on a person. If they're just taking a medication, you want to make sure the medication is in the body, in place, that we're not going to enhance the, the uh, medication metabolism more than what it should be, in other words. And so that's something certainly to watch. And that could be a, a good situation. So you want to uh, make sure if you're going to treat this, this is going back to the client that we were talking about with the uh, neck and back, I presume. And uh, so there again, if they are on medication, you want to make sure that the medication is uh, metabolized into the body uh, and then provide your treatments. Again, because this does improve the metabolization of any med medication that someone might be taking. You know, that's been the case when people have talked about someone who has chemotherapy or is on chemotherapy and, and should you treat or should you not treat? Well, it's certainly up to the client, up to the doctor and the client. But what can happen is sometimes people become a little ill when they're uh, 
having chemotherapy and we don't want to enhance that illness or that ill feeling that they receive by taking the chemotherapy. And so by receiving chemotherapy, so what we quite often do is they go through the chemotherapy regimen and then we treat when it's finished, uh, metabolized out of the body, and then you can come treat without making them ill or feel more ill than they would normally would normally feel in those types of situations. Good question, Lori, and that could certainly be the case. I'd certainly uh, talk to them about it, maybe check with the doc. Uh, Aaron's with us. Good afternoon. Sophia is with us. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? So if you have a question, just place it in the chat box, and I'd be happy to answer your question uh, at that time. Let me see if we have any more text over here. What we do? have a couple more text. Uh, let's see. Let's go here and ring them up. One ring-a-ding, two ring-a-ding. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Good. You have a question. I did not. Um, I don't know if I like butt texted it. Oh, but, well, you um, it wrote a message. No problem. We'll get yeah. back. Okay. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Uh-huh. Uh Bye-bye. Um, local equine vet uh, sent the message. I'll take a look at that. Let's check the other call that I do. I do... I will. That's and that's from last week. Okay, nothing there. Um, if you have a question, simply post it in the chat box. I'd be happy to take a look at it. And or if you would like to visit, send me a text to five zero two five nine 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 seven two two, and uh, we will call you back and get your questions answered. Here's the question that was just texted to me. I worked on a local equine vet who has tons of back issues. She told one of her friends that it caused her severe pain. It felt like undid her surgeries. Uh, she hasn't reached out to her. We actually covered this question last week. She was going to reach back out to her. Quite often, if someone has a situation and they treat it and they feel a little better and then it has a chance to return, they may be uh, more uncomfortable. Or they may be in a situation that I've experienced this. I've seen this with people and with animals that they treat themselves and they feel so much better that they go do more and they re-irritate themselves sooner than they should and then it comes back uh, with a vengeance and so there again you want to uh, treat cautiously treat uh, calmly at first and then build and go from there but always need to take a look and see what what is going on and sometimes you bring something to the surface if someone's having a problem and you treat them and it's going to surface anyway you know our, our animals you, you treat them and are they're having a problem they don't tell you until the problem takes over because they can't tell you they're fine today and tomorrow they can't walk. And so you have that type of situation that if you treat them and they've got something going on that's going to surface in a week just by virtue of the natu natural progression of things, it is conceivable that you would do a treatment and it could surface, uh, the issue could surface more rapidly. And that could be the case in many different uh, types of situations. Okay. Um, oh, here we go. Question, will HydroWave aid only hair regrowth in a now closed world, um, pre, let's see, precisely was open, but used MagnaWave, cold laser, and HydroWave. Okay, I'm trying to get this figured out here. Will HydroWave aid only with hair regrowth 
in a now closed wound. I got you. Okay, uh, closed wound, wanting to get hair to come back, will hydrowave be of benefit to that? Uh, it could be of benefit to put it on the area to keep it clean, keep it uh, healthy so it can better produce the what it needs to what it needs to do if it's scar tissue now. If the wound is closed and it's more like scar tissue, then that's a tougher situation with regard to hair growth. Another su suggestion may be C60. C60 has been used on the scalp and in various places and people have had uh, hair regeneration on their scalp. So you might uh, take some C60 and uh, put it on the open wound itself to help the area with the elements of the C60. And that could help with the hair growth. The HydroWave could certainly be a benefit and then certainly be treating um, with the MagnaWave at, at the same time. Uh, let's see here, got another one. Here we go. Can you tell us about HydroWave? need for good hydration and how hydro is a good choice. Shelf life of concentrate, shelf life to mix solutions. Let's get them on the phone here and see what we got going on. Hello? Yes, Pat Zemer with MagnaWave. Hey, I guess I'm watching a little bit delayed. Ah, there online. you go. Okay. Trying to I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit more about Hydrowave okay. and things like shelf life of the concentrate itself, shelf life of the product once it gets mixed. Okay. And just give us some general background and that would be great. And okay. I will listen in. Okay, sounds great. I'll do that. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, HydroWave uh, shelf life in concentrated farm. Bill tells me several years. He's had it for five and six years on the shelf with no issues at all as far as breakdown or, or not being HydroWave. Uh, once it's concentrated, pretty much the same thing. The fact that the oxygen in the water is bound to the silver molecules, uh, you know, it may not be as long as the concentrate, but I would certainly think easily uh, months, six months, seven months, year, uh, whatever the situation may be. I know that I have some that is in the spray farm that I have used and it's been in the bottle for a year or so and I only use it when there's a reason to have it with an open wound or something like that and the results are, are the same each time. So uh, the manufacturer tells me that years on the concentrate and also years on the same if you if you mix it down but certainly you are mixing it with a different substance and so you could have some uh, certainly you're weakening the strength a little bit that's why we do it 50-50 on a, on a for as a topical for wounds, you really don't need any more than that. And uh, it just pr prolongs the use of your product. And same thing if you're using it for an eye condition or something like that. So uh, shelf life uh, is, is not an issue uh, and there is no direct shelf life on the bottles. And, and he tells me that it's uh, just lasts a long, long time. I hope that helps uh, with regard to that. And again, why we break it down. You, they, we've just found if you're going to dilute it 50-50, for example, for open wounds or for eye usage or something like that, uh, the result is there even when it's, bro when it's uh, diluted. And so there's no reason to use it full strength. I do know some people in the cattle world, uh, when they're dealing a lot with pink eye, they do use 
use it full strength in a spray form and uh, they, they you get very pleasant results that they're looking for uh, fighting the pink eye and, and clearing things up. So it's not that you can't use it full strength. You just don't need to in many different cases. That's why uh, the, the typical dosage, if someone is taking it for themselves, for the general well-being, is they mix four ounces of HydroWave into a gallon of, of purified water. And, and then they drink that uh, two glasses a day, uh, which will last them about 15, 16 days, two, uh, I believe it's four ounces a day. Uh, twice a day and it and the shelf and the life is very good and it works very well. So in a diluted state, it's still very potent and will do its job, but you can use it a little thicker. Bill talks about, again, the manufacturer, the developer of the product talks about jump starting. He'll do that if someone is using it uh, instead of doing, they'll maybe do an ounce uh, an ounce of HydroWave and an ounce, a couple ounces of water or an ounce of HydroWave and 16 ounces of water and drink that uh, through the period of the day to get more into the body. If someone's having an infection or having a bacterial infection in their uh, situation in their body that they want to deal with is a way to do it uh, with the HydroWave in that fashion. But typically over the years, great results have been had um, experienced when someone personally uses it four ounces to a gallon of water and drinks two glasses a day of that. And, and so again, the shelf life is there, it will last, and uh, you can use it as, as you wish. A lot of people will take a cat full and put it in their dog's water or their cat's water to a day and just put it in their cat full into a, a bowl of water and let them consume it. And it's good for them as well. It helps out a lot in those types of situations. Um, Let's see, here's a question Did C60 can do. Okay, um, Bridget writes about the C60. Lori has a question. I have a question about a horse that seems to have ticks, involuntary small head jerks. I treated the head, neck, jaw, and went um, and then went right to the jaw, to the right jaw, and the head shook involuntar involuntarily, uncontrollably. I turned down the intensity immediately, wasn't very strong anyhow, but I feel that I definitely found the source. Any suggestions? Well, the suggestion would be to, uh, again, yeah, right. You don't want it too high to where it, it's just uncomfortable where someone's jiggling or the head's shaking like that uh, with a tick type of situation, but that is probably a neurological nerve type of condition. So certainly treat the area to treat the head, the neck, the shoulders would be good there. And then if you find the spot uh, in the, in the jaw area where it's causing it to go, treat that very moderately. And so the animal is certainly comfortable and, um, and you're not causing any problems with that. Or the, certainly the main thing is to help keep the animal comfortable. And that would be the suggestion that I would have is it seems like me, you're on course. And the fact that you got that movement and that the head was shaking in that type of situation does not mean that it was painful, does not mean that it was bad. It just means, as you, as you said, you've probably pretty much found the spot or the condition. Could be a TMJ related type of issue uh, that's causing them to, the uh, animal to do that. So to treat the area and to deal with it. Now, again, as I've said earlier, if you go there today and you get that type of movement and you go there tomorrow and you get the same thing and the next day you get the same thing, there's a point to where you want to, again, talk to the veterinarian about uh, or the, uh, the dentist about 
about what could be causing the TMJ or what could be causing the problem in the head and the and the jaw area and have them take a look at it because you should typically you're going to find you're going to get a result and you're going to find some comfort to the result and the result that you're looking for and then you want to continue that to extend the length of time that you have the good feeling or the good results uh, so that's what you always want to look at in those types of situations but it sounds like you found the area and I've certainly experienced that myself when treating horses and you find the spot there is certainly movement and you want to work the area the area around it and as you said the head neck and shoulders great uh, great thoughts and i hope that hope that helps uh, <clears throat> john stevens says hey hey john how are you uh, update on the um, on the CE question that I'm sure John has is he, they have received a date for now a virtual inspection uh, of the factory, uh, not an in-person inspection, but a virtual inspection, I guess, via camera and so forth uh, that is scheduled and hopefully will take place uh, shortly. I don't have the exact date. I was just told by Michael that it is scheduled and they're going to uh, hopefully complete that very soon. So that's an update for John on the CE uh, question. And let's see if there's anything else. Let me just kind of. Um, oh, what's the reason for waiting 10 days after EPM treatment? Um, I, we talk about treating after the EPM, and I, let me, because this has changed over the last couple of years. Typically, uh, what had happened in the beginning when I was first traveling the country treating and I'd get a trainer who would call me and say, oh, I got this horse with real bad back pain and so on and forth. Please come treat it. So I would go and I'd treat the horse and the next day the horse was worse. And we thought, gee, what's the problem? And then they got doc came out and they said, well, the horse has got EPM. And so we learned quickly that if you're going to treat an animal, a horse with EPM, you want to treat them continually. You want to treat them as often as you can uh, and as the situation improves after the medication. So the 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 protocol was years ago at the beginning, and it, this was after talking with veterinarians, they want to give the medication, they want to have it, give it a chance to work, then come back and treat for the relief uh, to relieve the pain and to help things get more back to normal. Now, in EPM cases, quite often, you need to continue treatment. It's just there's the, the the parasites are there, the remains are there, they don't go away necessarily, and it's always causing some issues. So you may just need to continually continually treat. But uh, as as your question is, why wait ten days after an EPM treatment? That was just, and, and I don't remember ever, uh, maybe we did, I got to go back and look at notes and things, talking about how many days to wait after the treatment. Typically, we waited for the treatment to be completed. And then you might wait a day or two just to get everything through the body and let it assimilate and metabolize and do all of that and, and then come back and treat. Some veterinarians today are now talking about during the treatment process, during the, the treatment from Marquis or whatever they're using, they go, they go ahead and treat at the same time to enhance the medication. And uh, so it's just a, just a purpose of doing it. So if you have a horse with EPM, as I said, in the past, we waited for the treatments to be over, and then you can't treat them just one time. If you treat them once, the next day, they're not going to really be a lot better. You just got to keep after it and continue to treat them. And as I said, it's not like you have to treat them every day. You might get down to where you treat them once a week. You might get down to where it's once every two weeks, but you want to treat them more than once. 
because quite often in an EPM situation, because what you're doing is you're moving the parasite that's decaying, it attacks the nerve, the nerve becomes inflamed, there's pain. You don't want to move it and then walk away, and now you got two spots of pain uh, or you know two places of irritation in the body on the nerves causing discomfort. So you want to stay after the treatment when you're doing that and just continue it. As I said, we've had some racehorses that they would treat, uh, the horse would be racing in a week and a half, and they would make sure to treat it four or five times before the race. And and the horse did wonderfully. And they just learned that they had to just continue to do that before the race, two or three days before the race, they'd treat two or three times, get the horse into the race, then let him recover, come back, and then go through the same routine because the 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 problem causing elements of the EPM that's gone it's no longer spreading or getting any worse or gone but the what was there causing the problem uh, can remain and so you may have to just treat continually more often in some cases though uh, you go through the medication you begin you treat the horse oh let's just say you get on a regimen you treat them four or five days in a row and then you treat them twice a week for a couple of weeks and bingo symptoms are are better the horse is performing the way you want it to perform and you can go along uh, in that type of procedure so there is no real currently no real reason to wait 10 days after the medication and as i said in some cases the doctors uh, like to treat during the application of the medication so it's just best to check that with the uh, veterinarian that is dealing with the horse and the epm condition hope that helps uh, let's see if there's anything else. Let me come back here and make sure that I've got everything thus far. Okay, new comments on the bottom. Let's see, John says, hey Pat, do you swap machines? Could I send my semi back and get money off a higher power machine? John, you can certainly work something out. I would uh, contact Cameron in the sales department he can put you with, or if you have a representative that you were dealing with, uh, happy to work with you on that. Uh, there are ways to uh, to do that. Uh, some people sell their machine. It's kind of like a car. I mean, you, you understand some people sell their own car to, to get a little more money out of it instead of trading it in. But there are some options that are available to you there. Many people today are, are upgrading their machines and keeping their second machine as rental machines that they can send the machine home with someone uh, to use for a period of time whatever may work, but uh, surely uh, contact the uh, contact the office and uh, eight, I believe it's 833 MagnaWave. Is that correct, Chris? 833 MagnaWave? That's it, 833 MagnaWave and uh, visit with the office and they'd be happy to help you in any way they can. All right, hope that helps, John. Oh, and John says he wasn't even gonna ask about the CE, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Well, you don't have to. I see your name, John. I know I want to bring you up to date and uh, and help you out there. A lady with L4 trap nerve leaving machine with her for two weeks, zero minutes, um, two times a day. Sound good. Uh, not zero minutes. You want to run uh, uh, you, uh, probably 10 minutes, two, two times a day. Sound good. Yes, it does. Um, and leaving the machine with her for two weeks would be a great idea. Uh, actually, you know, she could probably do 20 minutes uh, a couple of times a day, uh, as long as she waits four to five hours uh, in between, uh, that would be beneficial. Good idea and a good use of the equipment as well. Hope that, hope that helps out. 20 minutes, there you go, 20 minutes, 
I, there you go. 20 minutes, two times a day would be great on somebody in that type of situation. All right. If you have any other questions, simply put them in the chat box. I'd be happy to have a look at them. Uh, let's see. Hazel's listening on CastBox this morning. Let's make sure there's no more uh, texts that have come in. Let me go back here. Nope, that looks like all of them thus far. 502-599-9722. And I will give you a call back and we can have a conversation about anything that you might want to discuss with regard to the machines. Uh, the channel, a little news here, the TV channel that's on Roku and Fire TV. I understand that the Roku is uh, going. I'm not sure about Fire TV at this point. We've been loading some content into the area so you can watch uh, MagnaWave information, and I've got several different categories. I've got a category for the brain, integrative medicine, small animals, livestock, courses. So we have categories and we're putting videos in each one of those categories. So you can go to your Roku, look for uh, biohacking wellness and it's biohacking wellness TV and uh, you'll find it. And then you'll be able to see the programs that we have available uh, that you can watch on your home TV. That's biohacking wellness TV on your Roku device uh, or your um, Apple Fire device will soon have it available on two different apps for Android and um, iPhones that you can uh, watch Biohacking Wellness TV on your phones as well. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, check that out. And um, I've got a question here that, that's coming up. Also, I'll get back to this in a minute. Let's have a look at our question. I've been contacted by someone wanting M MagnaWave ASAP, ASAP, for her elderly mother with diabetes, neuropathy in her legs, feet, as well as blockages that restrict blood vessels. What do you think about treating high or low setting, etc.? <clears throat> well, the first thing you said when you talked about an elderly mother, I don't know what elderly is. I found out through COVID that if you're over 60, you're elderly um, and or whatever. It's, it's kind of how they typified it or, you know, classified it. But with that said, my experience over the years, I would say treating someone who's elderly when I went to treat my wife's mother who was in her upper 80s, I started very low because it's such a new feeling to them, you don't want them to be uncomfortable. And so someone in that type of situation, uh, an older woman or an older man that's never really experienced this, you don't want to put it on too high uh, to begin with, or what you may think is low, but to them is high. So you want to start very low and treat a uh, short period of time, make sure they're comfortable, make sure they understand what they're feeling and what it can do. You know, it, it's, it's unnerving to people that if you put this on their back or their or their belly and they feel their internal organs pulsing. And that can be a feeling that, that I've had people just really can't figure that out. And so you want to make sure that when you're dealing with someone, as, as you said, in an elderly state, uh, to, to want to cautiously approach them, cautiously so they're comfortable and so they understand what you're doing. So that's the first thing that I would think about in that type of situation. Now, as far as a high or low or setting, I would treat moderate um, and, and they'll know once they're comfortable. But uh, again, you don't have to beat it to death to make it work. Uh, you know, if you're treating an ankle, you're certainly going to turn it higher. If you're treating their feet and their ankles for the neuropathy and, and you put their feet in the coil or on the paddle or on a mat, uh, again, comfort is the key, but you could turn it up 
potentially as high as your device will go, whichever power device you have, you could do that and it should be all right. And they should feel comfortable with it. If you're treating their back, then certainly again, as we talk about a nice moderate setting that they're comfortable, that they understand what you're doing. As you know, and I've shared with this a lot, I've had this problem more with men than I, excuse me, I hit the microphone with men than I have with, with women, but a, a man, you'll treat their back and, and they think, boy, that's great. Turn it up. Well, you can overstimulate sometimes. It's like a deep tissue massage. You get a deep tissue hand massage, you're sore the next day, and then you feel wonderful. Well, we can do the same thing. You can turn the intensity to where someone will be sore, but then they'll feel better down the line. We don't need to do that. You, you want comfort is the ultimate key anytime you're treating someone that can talk to you about the comfort. And it's, it's the same thing on an animal. You can look at the horse's eye or the dog's eye and you can tell when, they're, when it's too much. Their eye will, will intensify. Their eye will glass or whatever. And, and so that's the situation that you want to deal with there. If you're treating an animal and you're getting a good amount of pulsing to where you may say, gee, that's got to be uncomfortable. Look at the eye. If they're comfortable and they're just sitting there and they're breathing well, it's not too hot. But if they look like they could take your head off, then you might be a little high. And that's the thing to consider. Same thing when treating a person. You want to, what I do, if I'm treating a gentleman or a even anyone, if I'm treating someone, they say, oh, that's great. I can take more. I, I stop. I back, even back it off in some cases. And because they're thinking that the 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 pulsing that they're feeling, they want more of it because that's going to do more. You don't need to do that. The, the important thing is to get as much energy as you can into the body to help the body be in a position to better heal itself comfortably. That's the key. Comfort is the key. And that's all you got to pay attention to is if they are, uh, if they're comfortable. So uh, I would treat, uh, and again, you can treat uh, I've had some uh, what my doctor calls age-related neuropathy. Uh, and that's a hell of a thing to talk about, age-related neuropathy. I'm a young guy, and at least in my own mind, uh, <laughs> I'm a young guy. But at any rate, uh, when I was having uh, neuropathy issues in my feet, what I found, and when I would sleep at night and I would use the B2 machine, uh, I would treat my lower legs and that would help my feet and ankles because I'm, I'm treating a good area. I'm getting a lot of blood. That blood's going into the feet, coming back out and nourishing in that fashion. Sometimes I place my feet right on the pad and treat that way. So you are, you know, whether you're treating anywhere on the leg, you are ultimately treating the whole body or the whole leg and, and foot area. So, uh, and, and again, the thing to come back to is, is comfort. Uh, diabetes, a lot of people that suffer from diabetes, they treat themselves, again, for comfort, for better blood flow, uh, better blood oxygenation, which can help deal with the, you're not going to do anything there that's going to enhance the sugars or delete the sugars or whatever the situation may be that's causing you, causing you problems. And just a good overall oxygenation, uh, blood flow enhancement for the body can be very beneficial to many different conditions that people experience. It's just bringing comfort and, and helping the body feel better to itself so it can better take care of itself or better utilize the medications that the person is taking uh, for their benefit. And, you know, that's kind of like the case with Parkinson's and people take medications and they found that they can reduce their medications 
by using the MagnaWave on a continual basis in some of those types of situations. Uh, Dion, I hope that um, with with the situation, comfort comfort, and uh, is is the main thing, and treat as often as necessary that they feel good. Now, when you're dealing with neuropathy, with when there's constrictions of the blood vessels and there's blood that's not getting to where it needs to be, uh, it's you're not going to do it in one treatment. Unfortunately, uh, we'd like to be the, the one trick machine to where you treat and bingo, it's over. But that's not the case in, in many cases. I've had that a couple of times where I've treated somebody one time and, and their, their condition has changed dramatically. Their horse's condition has changed dramatically and they did not need follow up treatments. That's wonderful. And uh, ideally, that'd be great if everything could be uh, a one treatment situation. No problem. You'd have plenty of one single treatments that you'd be doing because people would be very happy. The challenge comes in when it does require multiple uh, multiple treatments. And so that's how I would approach that. Any other questions? Uh, Dion, thank you. Uh, very helpful. Appreciate that. Um, any other questions? Simply put them in the chat box. I'd be happy to uh, get with you. Send me a text, 502-599-9722, and I will phone you back. Uh, I'll be here for another 10 minutes or so. I got another meeting I need to go to here in a little bit. So if you do have a question, uh, please Put it up and I will certainly uh, get to it uh, as quickly as I can. Oh, here's a question. How soon after a broken blood vessel in an eye can we use MagnaWave? The lady went to the lady went to open a car door and the door hit her in the head. Also, would HydroWave help with that? FYI, she's a diabetic. Okay, a few elements uh, in that particular question uh, that we can deal with. Uh, broken blood vessel in the eye. Uh, it goes back to the if if it's if it's broken and it's not it's not spreading. Let's put it that way. It means it's not bleeding anymore and it's not spreading. Once the once the break is there, eyes and your mouth, as you know, inside your mouth and around your eyes are some of the fastest healing parts of the body. And and so this I would go right after it. If it's if it's blown, if it's burst, and, and it's this is from an accident. I mean, she hit herself with the car door, hit herself in the eye, caused to have that. So you want to get that area healed. We're not dealing with something that's going on in the head that we don't know what it is. The doctor's not sure what it is, but it's causing these kind of problems. There's reasons to question that. When should you treat? But when it's as a result of an act of a, a something that they did, I'm going to call it an accident, when they hit themselves, uh, it, you would certainly be okay to begin treatment right away. HydroWave, certainly to spray a little HydroWave in the eye is going to just nourish with oxygen and, and the, the purity in the area there to help it be in a better state to continue to heal itself would certainly be in place. And as you said, she is a is a diabetic. So uh, I don't, again, don't think if you're going to hold the coil up here in front of the face and treat the overall eye situation, that that's going to cause a problem with the, the diabetic issue or anything like that. Uh, so that would be my, be my direction there would be to, as soon as things have stabilized, I mean, certainly she had the accident, had the problem, Next day, bingo. Uh, later in that same day, uh, bingo. When I get up and my back's bothering me, I, I frankly, I, I got a situation going on now that uh, oh, I've got a text coming in. Let's uh, let's have a look at that. But uh, been having some back pain. My doc's kind of thinking it might be a kidney stone, and uh, so I'm dealing with that. May have to have a CT scan to to check that. But it, it kind of comes and goes, uh, and you know, right now it's there, and in a few hours it might be gone. 
with an indication that something could be moving around uh, and we want we want to check it. But when I have the problem and I treat myself, it's there. I mean, it, it helps immediately. And as it did this morning, I got up, I've been having this problem for about a week and uh, got up last Tuesday morning and, and could hardly walk. Uh, that's why I wasn't on the program last week. It was just really bothering me. And I talked to the doctor and he said, well, let's take this and try that and see how it does. Everything kind of uh, calmed down. And here it is Tuesday morning again, one week later, I get up this morning and bingo, there it was. And I'm thinking, my goodness, what's going on? So I call my doc and they want me to uh, uh, come in for your analysis and, and maybe a CT. Hopefully it's just a strain of some sort, my sciatic that I twisted and did something and I keep uh, re-aggravating it. But when I treat it, it's better. And uh, that's what I did this morning and uh, it's better now. So that's that's a good thing. So um, that's the same kind of thing you need to consider when you're talking about the, the burst eye bustle, uh, eye blood vessel in the eye is uh, certainly go treat it right away. If it's actively progressing, though, again, if it's something that's moving through, you, know, you see it. Well, oh, but the 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 vessels are continuing to burst or continue. We don't want to do anything there because we want it to be stabilized before we go in and try to uh, nourish the body and let it better heal itself at that point. Um, that would be my recommendation in that type of situation. Okay. Um, my daughter has kidney stones and gets relief from Magnumway. Thank you, Hazel, for sharing that with us on CastBox. And uh, so that, you know, you got to just deal with it and uh, until you can get it to where it's not going to do anything. If you got a stone that's too big to pass and they're trying to figure we're going to have to go in and use a laser or do something to break it up, uh, the Magnumway is not going to break it up. It's not that type of signal, but it can provide comfort uh, if you got something going on in that type of area, as Hazel's just shared with us about her daughter with kidney stones. And, you know, never had a kidney stone, so I really don't know. It's just it's a new phenomenon. And um, and we're going to see how it goes. I'm a little troubled that it came back again today like it did a week ago Tuesday. And but it's nothing like it was a week ago Tuesday. So I got up this morning. I treated it, put a little heat on it, treated it again. And it, it's much better. I still feel it. There's still uh, something in that area, low back, kidney area. Uh, it kind of radiates into the hip. Um, but it's just something that you know. every time I get something like that or I do something like that, you know, in my elderly state, I really try to pay attention. Uh, for example, I'm approaching it today uh, with a, a lower power machine. Uh, it's a high power device, but it's it's a machine that I've been testing and working with and I'm treating it with that machine so I can compare it to the results that I would get from a Max or a Maya or whatever. And uh, so it's just uh, in our and I, I'm, I'm my own best guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoy doing that. It just gives me some good basis uh, for things to discuss and learn from. Okay. Um, I have to use MagnaWave on my brother-in-law who has a bad kidney pains and he's passed the stones twice now. So he uses it quite often when he gets those pains and it releases. Absolutely. And uh, we, we're aware of that and we've done that. Uh, I have a brother-in-law who's had a lot of kidney stones and a lot of kidney type of issues with that. And he's used the machine uh, extensively. And in fact, when I had it last week and I, I called him, I thought this is different than anything I've experienced. And I called I call him Dr. Sam and uh, and I asked him about what 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 he experiences when he's had his kidney stones and what he did. 
and how we use the device and so on. And so uh, he put me back on uh, one of my clients, put me back on track as to how maybe I want to pursue uh, with myself. And uh, that's what I've been doing. And if you have any thoughts on that or if you experienced anything like that, like uh, Hazel has experienced, um, because she's right, kidney stones cause inflammation. Certainly, it's a foreign object. It's in the area. It's got to pass. It's got to go somewhere. When it moves, it it irritates, and, and they're not, you know, they're not just smooth. They, they're, you know, little got little prickly edges and all that kind of stuff. So any any movement, it's kind of like the EPM in a horse. You know, it's the parasite that attacks the nerve. And so if that if you're doing something with it, you don't want to move it. So it goes to attack another spot on the nerve. We don't need two places that are sore. And but that's kind of what you get with kidney stone as it moves through the body. As it moves, it can cause more irritation. Treating it as it's doing this helps keep things in better place, helps keep the inflammation down, pain down. Healing process can can be better affected. Uh, uh, in the body. So that's kind of what I've been dealing with, with the inflammation or with the kidney stone thing. Don't know. I'm going to go in and we're going to do, as I said, we're going to do a check and, and make sure that everything's okay. I'm hoping it's just, I strained it doing something. I've been climbing on ladders and doing stuff uh, around here that you know, I'm probably not supposed to be doing, but, and sometimes you twist your back and you got to pay for it for a couple of weeks. You know, we're just, uh, I'm 30 in my mind, but I'm not 30 in my body any longer. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of the way it goes. If you have a question, uh, please put it in the chat box. I'll take care of it. If you would like to send me a text, please do so. I will call you 1245. We'll be here for a few more minutes. Let me see. Um, please share your experience using MagnaWave for prostate issues. Okay. Um, I will do that. Um, five years ago, I uh, began having some, I guess you would say, prostate issues. Um being able to pass comfortably, being able to pass regularly, uh, and so forth. And so I went to my doctor and uh, my urologist, and he did a check, and he did the old physical check, and he didn't like what he felt. And he said, I want to do an ultrasound. And he did an ultrasound, and he didn't like what he saw. He said, I want to do an MRI. He did an MRI, and he didn't like at all what he saw, so he scheduled a biopsy. Now, from the time that he first touched me, if you will, and did the physical examination to the time of the biopsy was about 10 weeks. And what I began to do at that point was I treated myself uh, twice a day. I was using a the, uh, the SEMI machine um, at, at that point. I sometimes use the larger machines, but I had a SEMI with me. And so I treated myself twice a day. I started consuming HydroWave, uh, basically an ounce or two in a 16 ounce bottle of water uh, daily uh, to go along with it. I did some ozone. I did some, um, uh, I've got a friend in the ozone business. And so I did some rectal ozone uh, treatments uh, three times a week. And that was my regimen. So I treated myself that way every day uh, for the 10 weeks. And when they went in to do the uh, biopsy, uh, what was there was dead and ultimately benign. And so that was a good thing. Um, and, but he's been watching me every six months ever since then. Now I am 71. All of my brothers have had prostate cancer and prostate surgery. Uh, and at, at a younger age than I. And uh, so we felt, we feel like, and I have continually treated myself with just the MagnaWave uh, 
since that time, five years ago. I go every six months for a checkup. And just this last, let's see, um, a month ago, I went for my checkup. He didn't like what they felt. My PSA had doubled. Um, it was up to like 14 or 15. Um, and um, the discomfort was there. Uh, they didn't really feel anything, but they were not happy at all. So they put me on a uh, medication, an antibiotic, and I began really making sure I treated myself every day. I did not do anything else. I Well, I do continually. I do HydroWave on a daily basis anyway. So I continued my normal HydroWave regimen, and I treated myself every day. No ozone this time. And... Um, Went back uh, two weeks late, no, six weeks later, uh, which was just uh, last week. And the doctor said um, PSA was normal. Uh, inflammation was gone. Uh, everything felt fine. And so it, it, there's no reason to go in and do another uh, ultrasound or anything at this point. He said whatever it was, we uh, just went after it aggressively. And uh, actually, he did ask me one question. Uh, what am I taking for allergies? Because I said I have some allergy issues. And I said I was taking uh, Claritin D. And he said, stop the D. Just take Claritin. And we think that that could have made uh, the, a big difference in how everything kind of reversed and went back to normal. But again, uh, that is my prostate, personal prostate story. We have countless people who have used the devices. They've had some inflammation in their prostate. They want to get it under control. They don't want to have surgery. They don't want to go on heavy medications. And they've been very pleased uh, with those types of results. Um, that, that they've received. So that's certainly the way uh, I approached it. And many, many people have approached uh, their prostate and good prostate health. And as I say, I continually now treat myself. Uh, I sleep with the uh, B2 machine. And so I'll, one night I'll treat my hips and prostate. Another night I may treat my shoulders and lungs uh, for good movement in the lungs. Another, I'm really not having any neuropathy issues at all anymore. Uh, that's pretty much been under control now for, I'd say, a year. Uh, so I don't do my legs uh, and too much anymore unless I have, you know, sometimes you can sleep. What I love about it is sometimes you can sleep and you'll find you'll kind of waken and you've been laying in a certain fashion. And you're in, in my case, it's my right knee because that's the one where I tore up my uh, uh, my MCL and um, on my right knee. And that will begin to bother me. And I'll just slide that B2 pad down there under my knees and bingo in a few minutes. It's Comfort's there, pain's gone, and I'm able to, to sleep comfortably. So I, that's how I do it. I use the B2 machine, but I also, uh, just right over here on the couch, I have uh, a couple of machines that I use, and we use them regularly. We test with them and do a lot of different things, but I can continually uh, treat my prostate because I want to show that it will continue to help me, and I won't have the same thing that by hereditary that everybody in my family uh, has experienced. So I hope that helps. Um, uh, with the uh, prostate question and the, the story, I've given that, shared that story a lot, but we've had a lot of folks that have uh, had very good success with prostate issues and using MagnaWave for comfort and to keep inflammation down. Um, let's see, any other, no other questions? Uh, everything looks quiet. Uh, let's see any text. No other texts have come through for a phone call. So uh, also uh, coming out next week, uh, my new book, Pillars of Success, 
I've got two books coming out in the next two weeks, actually, I believe. Pillars of Success with Jack Canfield. I wrote the book with Jack and uh, participated in the book with Jack, and it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed working with Jack Canfield uh, now on a couple of occasions, and I've really in enjoyed that. So this will be the new book. It'll be available on Amazon and some of the bookstores uh, starting on the 14th. Uh, Chris will probably put up a link to uh, the, the book website that you can have a look at that and get my chapter downloaded so you can uh, read that and then maybe want to go back and uh, read the rest of the chapters because there's if you're in business you know we talk about this a lot a lot of our practitioners talk about wanting to know more about business how to build their business what they can do that's kind of what I talk about in this book is how uh, we've built our business what we've done what's worked what hasn't worked uh, those types of things and then there's like 25 other uh, folks in the book that have used various tactics to build their business and to be successful in business and that's what it's about and so if you're in business you're doing this as a business buy the book <laughs> and uh, or buy a, a book on business and read them and you'll get a lot of good ideas and that's what I love about working with Jack in the compendium type of situation there's so many good ideas that are shared and you can take uh, something that I did or something that someone else did and put the two of them together and that may be the secret ingredient that you need for your business so pillars of success uh, we're launching on August the 14th uh, it'll be in the, all the bookstores and we're looking forward to it being a number one bestseller and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So there it is. That's new. That's coming out. And then uh, my other book, uh, Wake Up Miracles, uh, is with, there's probably 31 doctors. Uh, here we go. There's Wake Up Miracles. Uh, 31 different doctors are in the book. Uh, Muriel Hemingway is in the book. And it's been interesting. Uh, had an interaction with her when I was in her grandfather's home in Florida. She wasn't there. She was talking to the publisher of the book. And I was talking to the publisher while I was out front of Ernest Hemingway's house in Florida. And we, we were talking and just some interaction there. So it was a lot of fun. That's where I decided to go ahead and do my uh, Ernest Hemingway beard here uh, that day. I thought, well, I'm just going to play with this and, and do that. But that book is coming out. And what it is, it's about various doctors and integrative methods that they use in their practices for the health and wellness of the body. I'm going to do an interview series with those folks on the biohacking TV uh TV channel uh, available on Roku and um, Fire TV at this point, Apple TV soon. But at any rate, I'm going to do interviews with all of these docs and other participants in the book to uh, hear what happened. And what the Wake Up Miracles is all about is people that have experienced miracle-like results as a result of various integrative methods, various forms of medicine, chiropractic, MDs, the, the whole nine yards. In my case, I talked about miracles. Three of them pretty much personal uh, that my wife has experienced and I've experienced and some other folks have experienced uh, utilizing MagnaWave and to get what some people feel are miraculous type of results. So that's that book. It, it'll it be coming out. You'll see it on here, I think. Uh, it's at press now, uh, but it is not yet, uh, printing is not yet completed, but we'll be getting that soon. So keep an eye out for that one. And uh, we're excited about that book as well. And keep an eye out for Biohacking Wellness TV on Roku as we're adding, we'll be adding the office hours on there. We'll be adding, again, various interviews we're having with people. I'm doing one next week with Dr. Curtis Turchin again on the LZR uh, light with regard to sports therapy and how it can be used in sports therapy. So that's coming up and that'll be broadcast certainly on all of our channels as well as the Biohacking Wellness TV channel. So uh, we're excited about that and um, 
stay tuned and we'll be doing a lot more information uh, about that type of type of stuff. So if there's nothing else, I think we'll just pretty much uh, wrap it up here today. Uh, it's been a pleasure being with you. Thank you. Questions were great. Uh, I feel a little discombobulated today. Probably it's because I was having some pain this morning, not concentrating the way I should be, but everything's uh, getting better and uh, we're happy and pleased about that. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me. It's always a pleasure being with you. Wave on to better health and have a great day and great week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.